Hello and welcome to the CG Zest Wellness Podcast. And this podcast is a part of the CG Zest Wellness Digital strategy and so we hope you enjoy digital resources like this to provide you with health education in order to be your best self with developing healthy habits hello and welcome to another cg zest wellness podcast my name is donovan ingram and I'm the Corporate Wellness Manager with CG Atlantic Medical and Life. I'm also the Honorary Nutritionist on the Zest Wellness team. Today's podcast serves to have three objectives. One, to dispel the myth that eating healthy means eating boring foods. Two, to encourage you to understand that weight loss and weight maintenance is possible even throughout the holiday seasons. And three, to reinforce that the recommendations in this podcast are realistic and can be long-lasting all year round. All right, let's get started. Our first tip is to remind you to to follow and adapt to the 80-20 rule. This rule implies that 80% of the time, we are choosing foods that are very healthy for us. The other 20% of the times, we are choosing foods that we want to indulge in, something that we see as a treat, or something that we see as typically not very healthy. In adapting to eating that 20% unhealthy, savory, treat-like item, It is also very important to remember how big is the item, understanding the portion size of that one particular meal or item. Is it large? Is it small? Does it have fruits present? Are there vegetables a part of that meal or item? These subconscious thoughts are the ways in which we stay guided when it comes to weight loss and weight maintenance. Adapting to the 80-20 rule allows you to eat more often healthy things and less often unhealthy things. It is also recommended when adapting to this 80-20 rule that we do not miss any meals. Skipped meals or skipping meals makes it harder for us to manage our blood sugar levels. In fact, when we skip meals, we tend to get very, very hungry And when the next mealtime comes around, we tend to or are likely to overconsume during that meal period. It is recommended that we try to eat at the same times every day. Breakfast at the same times each day. Lunch at the same times each day. And dinner, same time every day. Eating close to these mealtimes or within the same period of times each day allows for our metabolism to regulate itself. 
what it does. It allows the blood sugar levels to rise and fall normally like they should at the appropriate times. And in this case, when we happen to eat the things that we should not be eating, those treats or savory goods, it helps to allow the body to dispel all those bad nutrients away from the body when they're not needed. If you happen to be attending a holiday function or gathering, it is recommended that you try to eat in smaller amounts or try to eat a snack before you get to the actual dinner. Stay consistent with those meal times. Try to eat at the same times each day so that your blood sugar levels does not take away from your weight loss. If you slip up, remember, this is not a test. You're not gonna fail. You're not doing any harm to your body by choosing one bad thing. It is also recommended that if you mess up, if you snacked, if you ate something you were not supposed to eat, the next time you have your meal, try to do better and try to follow the goals you've set for yourself. Be realistic. We can't cut out all bad things from our diet. In fact, it is encouraged that you try to enjoy the holiday treats, enjoy the snacks. In fact, if you happen to have a holiday treat, a, a sweet beverage or a pastry or dessert, then try to eliminate other carbohydrates from your diet like potatoes and even bread. When choosing your meals, think colorful. Try to make your plate as festive as the season. Make sure fruits and vegetables are present at every meal. Aim to cover an entire plate with fruits and vegetables. If not the entire plate, then at least half of a plate. It is also recommended that when embarking upon healthy eating choices, that we choose vegetables more often than anything else. Do not forget your fruits and vegetables as part of the meal. In fact, try to eat those vegetables first before getting into the rest of the meal. Our second tip for this podcast today is to choose smaller plates. Choose a six inch or seven inch plate. This helps you to stay within the portion sizes, a fist size for fruits, palm size for, for protein, a one cupped hand for carbohydrates, two cupped hands for vegetables, or a ball fist and a cupped hand side by side representing a fruit and vegetable present in every meal. Try to contain that monster with inside you. Each and every one of us have a little monster getting on our bad side, encouraging us to do the bad things or eat the things that we know we should not have. By containing this monster, you tend to make better choices, you ignore the temptation, and you're more guided to get through the holiday season unscathed, no weight gains, and, and a very, very happy and successful holiday season. Try not to eat with your stomach, but more so with your mind. Be aware of the foods you're consuming. In fact, when, when eating a, a meal or eating foods, it takes some time for that, 
for the stomach and the mind to communicate with one another. Yes, they communicate with one another. The stomach and the brain are in constant conversations when we're having a meal. In fact, there is a hormonal response between the stomach and the brain that signals from the stomach to the brain to say, hey, I have established a feeling of fullness and I need no more food for this meal period at all. In some cases, a signaling mechanism for some individuals is delayed. Typically, this signaling mechanism should take no more than 20 minutes before the feeling of fullness is fully established. In some cases, individuals may take 30 minutes to feel full, 45 minutes, and even in the odd cases, up to an hour. This is where overconsumption comes in. So if we adapt to chewing and slowing down the volume of foods we're eating, take time to savor the meal, taste taste the flavors, enjoy the textures. It allows for the signaling mechanism to catch up. So those hormones from the stomach reaches the mind and the mind says, I need no more food. Some ways in which you can establish a better connection between the stomach and the mind is always to start with vegetables first. Vegetables helps to curb the appetite and also helps to ensure that you get the more positive things into the diet first before investing in the things that we know are not going to be very helpful for our waistline and our diets. It is also recommended that you try to have as small as possible of a plate, especially for the desserts. Try to eat them on small sauces, not large volumes. And don't, cho don't choose a variety of pastries or desserts, but choose one. Pick the one that you desire most not an abundance of them. And remember, eat slow. Take time to chew. It should actually take you about 20, 30, even 40 chews before you swallow. This allows for a full release of saliva into the food. And in, in, if, for those who may not know, the release of saliva into the food is an enzyme that helps to break down those carbohydrates in fact, if you are going to choose carbs from pastries and desserts, then eliminate other things, like we said, uh, starches like rice, potatoes, breads, and pastas. Another tip in this podcast I'd like to suggest is journaling. It's very important to document the foods in which we're eating. Journaling and documenting our food intakes helps us to understand what it is we are eating. Too often, we go through an entire 12-hour or 24-hour period not realizing the amount of calories we consumed from beverages or snacks. Journaling also helps us to understand the times in which we're eating foods, the volume of foods on each plate, and the beverages we consume along with these meals. My personal favorite option in journaling is also writing a description of my emotions around the foods. Was the food savory? Was it something that you would eat again? Did you eat it because you were hungry and it was the only thing available? Uh, did you enjoy the meal? 
these comments are a great reminder for things that we will try again, things we will, won't try again, but also gives us an understanding of are we over-consuming, are we making the best choices, or are we being forced into these choices? I encourage you, document your food intake every day. Take a moment, write down what it is you ate for breakfast, what you had for lunch, and even what you had for dinner. And don't forget to write comments. Tell yourself, how did you enjoy that foods? What was the thinking process behind eating the foods? Was it shared with someone or was it alone? Where did you have that meal? And also, what feelings came from eating that meal? Our fourth tip for this podcast today is to encourage you to eat, but also to get better sleep. It is important that we try to get as much sleep on a daily basis as possible. Sleep loss can make it harder for us to manage our blood sugar levels. And if we are sleep deprived, we tend to eat more or prefer foods that are high in fats, high in sugars, or completely bad for us. It is highly recommended that we get an average of seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Why? This is because it helps us to avoid mindless eating. What is mindless eating, you might ask? Mindless eating is eating without being aware of what is in the food, how it tastes, or sometimes being unaware that we're actually eating something when we're not really hungry. I encourage you, set your bedtimes appropriately. If it is a night that you have a dinner function, then Remind yourself of the time in which you should leave so that you get the appropriate amount of sleep. Do not allow yourself to be sleep deprived because this habit of being sleep deprived will lead into poor food choices. Our last tip on this podcast today is to choose beverages wisely. It is very important that when choosing beverages, And we choose beverages that are low in calorie, such as water, tea, and Celsius, instead of high calorie festive drinks. Alcohol beverages contribute to empty calories and can cause you to make poor judgment when it comes to your food choices. So do so in moderation if you have to do, if you have to drink alcohol. Try to eliminate overconsumption of alcohol. The World Health Organization suggests that males should limit alcohol consumption to two servings per day, no more than two servings per day, and a female should limit alcohol consumption to no more than one serving per day. This is so because we don't want to have too much sugar or salts, preservatives or additives added into our diets. And we definitely don't want the unnecessary calories added into our diet. When thinking volume of alcohol, two per male per day, two, one, sorry, per female per day, think of the volume size when it comes to wine versus beer versus spirits. Wine is typically around three to four ounces and no more. 
bear is between six to eight ounces and no more. And spirits is typically two to three ounces and no more. Reminder, males should consume no more than two units of alcohol per day, and females should consume no more than one unit of alcohol each day. It is heavily recommended that when choosing beverages, that you choose water over anything else. Other suggestions is definitely coconut water, depending on the brand. And also, my favorite suggestion, drinking green tea regularly. No sugar added, of course. Choosing green teas or other forms of teas helps to allow for an increase in hydration. It also allows for an abundance of antioxidants to be consumed. And at the same time, the beverages helps with the onset of a faster, more regulated metabolism. So when you happen to have a bad item throughout the holiday season or throughout your lifestyle change, these bad items are either sorted and gotten rid of through the digestive process immediately. When choosing foods this holiday season, I encourage you to be very, very aware. Do so with your mindset, not with your stomach. Remember to eat on time so that you don't overconsume later down. And be very, very aware of how many hours of sleep you consume and also the choices of beverage you have. It is very easy to take these recommendations and run with it. I know a lot of them sound very tricky. It sounds like you need to have a PhD in nutrition to make these right choices or to avoid the negative impact of peer pressure when you get to the, to the dinner parties. But in fact, these recommendations stand true through the holiday season and all year round. It is very easy to adapt to a healthy and more sustainable lifestyle when it comes to proper nutrition. If you're balancing a meal, and ensuring the fruits and vegetables are present at every meal time. How do I do this? Almost any meal can be replicated into a healthy meal, whether the protein was fried or whether the carbohydrates were an abundance of various types of carbs all on one plate. We simply need to remember the portion size. Again, protein should be no more than the palm size, and carbs should be no more than a cupped hand. And if you put your hand against somebody else's hand, you'll understand that each individual has a different portion allowance based on the size of the hand. A child versus an adult, a male versus a female will be completely different. Now, what I also recommend is that throughout the holiday season is that you set yourself up to succeed. Plan ahead. Try to choose recipes that you can consume at least twice a week. And those recipes have them replicated over the next three to four weeks of the holiday season. Choose recipes that are very, very healthy so that you can make it a part of the dinner item of a potluck when going to a family function. And also so that when you are hungry, there are leftovers in the fridge that are healthier rather than having sweets treats, or unhealthy pastries. Today, and each day, 
I encourage you to walk through life prepared, knowing what you're going to have ahead of the time. Take it week by week, day by day, or even more importantly, hour by hour. A recommendation for a meal that I would encourage you to consume throughout the holiday season is a grilled chicken with tomato avocado salad. Now, this ingredient serves four individuals and has several ingredients. We have the flat leaf parsley, mint shallots, fresh thyme, apple cider vinegar, ground black pepper, a sprinkle of salt, garlic cloves minced down, boneless chicken breast, halved, extra virgin olive oil, onion powder, ground cumin, chili powder, red onions, jalapenos, tomatoes, preferably cherry tomatoes, and even an, a nice sized ripe avocado. Nutrients that come from this meal are a daily value of 15% vitamin A, 16% daily value of B6, 32% daily value of vitamin C, 12% daily value of calcium, 2.4 milligrams of iron, 21% daily value of magnesium, and 53% daily value in folate and 5.9 grams of dietary fiber. This meal in particular is a great source of immunity protection. It also enhances vision through the vitamin A consumption, energy from the B6, protection and immunization through the vitamin C, bone and muscle strength through our abundance of calcium, anemia protection in the abundance of iron. Magnesium protects you against uh, loss of recovery or muscle regeneration in itself. Folate for overall health and cell development and dietary fiber for an increase in metabolism and also a regulated digestive system. This has been our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope our tips stand true throughout the holiday season. Remember, you are in charge of your own future. You can do it. Good luck, and thank you for listening.